So this is Jeff. This is Brett. And we're just two dudes talking about Star Wars. Over coffee. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so Jeff, man, uh, we're back for episode two. So any news on Star Wars? I heard you, you got some things to talk about. I have some things to talk about. Something interesting potentially happening next week in the Star Wars world. Uh, last week, Jeff mentioned, so one of the only current things that's going on right now, and I'll say kind of as a as a overall thought about our whole podcast that we're going to be doing from now on, um, I think the reason there's so much excitement right now is that for a while it seemed we were never going to get good new Star Wars, right? So exactly. uh, we thought so before the prequel trilogy happened. We thought, oh, there's new Star Wars coming out, and it's going to be good. And we found out it wasn't good. So It wasn't as good. And then for a long time, it was just like, well, they're never doing anything else. Mark Hamill's getting old. Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, they're all getting old. No one's really doing anything with the Star Wars franchise. Nobody's making movies. And we were probably thankful for it, considering how the other three went. Um, George now, Lucas is retired. Yeah, George Lucas is gone, but that actually opened the door. So now people, now that it's in J.J. Abrams' hands, new movies, there's this excitement that, wow, we're going to get good Star Wars again, new Star Wars again. And that's true, but I still face it with some trepidation. Right. Oh, yeah, same here, same here. Um, there's currently one of the things that's going on is the Star Wars Rebels TV show. Yes, which, which uh, I have been watching. You have been watching? And I have too. I saw the season premiere yep, same for here. season two. Right. It was amazing. Yep. Especially so, Darth Vader. Right. So, I, so, and that's the thing that I wanted to come back to. So Jeff brought this up last week. I can't remember if it got cut out or not okay. uh, from, from episode one of our podcast. Uh, but Darth Vader on Star Wars Rebels. Now, here's the issue I have with, and, now, and he's being used in the new line of comics as well. Yep, which I have recently subscribed to. Have you? Yes, I have. Awesome. They're pretty good. I thought they were amazing. Yeah, so far, really good. Uh, My problem with when people incorporate Darth Vader, um, so obviously they're going back before the end of Return of the Jedi. Yes. When Darth Vader's still alive. Uh, He fails too much, in my opinion. So in the movies, in 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 the classic trilogy... On occasion, he fails, right? On occasion, he's very successful and kills people. Uh, but other times, you know, Luke gets away. But it's usually like somebody, you have to be really good to get away from Darth Vader, right? Right. Now, in Star Wars Rebels, you apparently don't have to be that good <laughs> to get away from Darth Vader. And same thing with some of the comics. It's like people are, you know, the more you include him, the more he has to fail, Right, because if you're putting the the classic characters Han, Luke, and Leia and Chewie in contact with Darth Vader before Return of the Jedi, he has to fail, or, or before well, Empire. I think the part of the problem is they're just not showing him being as successful as he is. Right, he can't be the ultimate bad guy, or at least ultimate bad guy number two. Right, without having success. Right, and I think that. Unfortunately, if we don't see that in Star Wars Rebels, the cartoon, then it's going to be a problem. Right. Right. Because if you think about it, in the classic trilogy, he comes into contact with the main characters uh, once during the movie. Uh, Obi-Wan pretty much sacrifices himself so that everybody else can get away. That's what it takes to get away from Darth Vader, right? Right. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, they get away from him at the beginning of the movie, but that was just a matter of timing. He just got there too late. Uh, toward the end of the movie, Han Solo doesn't get away from him. Luke 
only gets away from him by getting his hand chopped off and falling uh, presumably to his death but surviving, right? So it sets up that this dude is so good that you're giving something up to get away from him. You're suffering. You're getting hurt anytime you encounter him. That's that's what I was looking forward to. Right. To Just to go with that is I did read um, one of Darth Vader's books from the Expanded Universe uh, that's supposed to cover the time in between uh, him being uh, appointed as this new Darth Vader mm-hmm. uh, right after episode three. Right. And it shows him being successful. Right. And that's... That's the reason I like the book so much. It was called Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith. And those two, it's a two-part book series. And I thought it, I thought that's what they should be tapping into if they're going to actually put him into the Star Wars Rebel series. Which, right. again, they still have a chance to make fruitful. Right. He's too good to keep failing and not you know, accomplishing his goal. Well, I can already say that I have a pretty good feeling that he's actually going to end up taking out three or four main characters of the Rebel series. Yeah, good point. Because none of them uh, appear in the movies. Right. right. And I think that would that would just set up such a good follow-through into Episode 7. Yeah, good point. Good point. Because, again, it's, it's going to be the same thing of having these, you know, quote-unquote bad guys in Episode 7. And, you know, how... How much of comp- of a competition could they really be based on who Luke Skywalker is? Right. Yeah, good point. Where do you come up with a worthy adversary for the now unchallenged Luke Skywalker? Who is supposed to be amazing. Right. Now, I, I realize that we've gotten rid of all the you know, ep- expanded universe canon. However, he's still the only Jedi on, on, in the universe at this point. So that's a pretty high station. It's kind of like Michael Jordan. After a certain point, he had no competition. And especially at his peak. I mean, it really, it literally looked like he was just playing with other people. Right. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to win the game now. Right. Right. And when there's no Darth Vader to your Luke Skywalker, what do you do? You win six championships. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) In six consecutive seasons of him actually playing. Right. So So he took a break in the middle. In that case, even though we're putting Jordan into that position, Mm -hmm. who is the Empire? Oh, boy. The rest of the league. Wow. Yeah. Right? So including Davis Stern. So mm-hmm. Davis Stern is the emperor then. Yeah. Well, hey, look, the NFL is trying to be the empire to, to the now Patriots th- right now. Now that, I think, is a more apt, <laughs> that is a more apt, uh, you know, analogy, analogy because the way things are going in there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I, I don't want to get off topic. No, we can't get into that. We really can't. But the other thing is, I'm glad uh, one other benefit of this podcast is that it also influenced other members of our work team to actually jump on the Star Wars wagon. Yeah? I mean, Star Wars bandwagon. Really? Yeah, you can you can edit that other word out. <laughs> <laughs> Clip baggin. Note yes. to self already. <laughs> hey, now, uh, the, the commercial that you did, uh, oh, speaking online. of which. Should we post a link to that when we post this episode? Um, you know what? I think it would, it's better if people just find out on their own. All right. If you can find it, let us know. Okay. I finally saw yours last night. Oh, really? It was awesome. Okay. Yeah, I saw your, I saw your spot. Um, but not as awesome as showing up to the premiere in costume with my buddy Brett. So we figured, we figured out the term for this, so I was talking with another one of our coworkers about this scenario where I'm, 
Uh, to recap, I'm trying to get out of this agreement to go <laughs> to the premiere of Star Wars The Force Awakens in costume by basically going, we figured out the, ter- the term, it's Normcore Solo. Right? Oh, really? You know what Normcore is, right? No, no I don't. Again, this Maybe is educational. Yeah. This is an educational podcast. Let Normcore is basically dressing really normal. So picture like, uh, I don't know, is Jim Harbaugh Normcore? But like just this very, there's this, there's this hmm. whole culture of Normcore. If you Google it, people just dressing in really normal, plain, lame clothing, right? So this is kind of like... But that still re- resembles other characters? Well, this is, it's not related to Star Wars at all. Oh, I see. I'm now taking this genre of normcore, this subculture. And applying and it applying to it Wars. to Star Wars cosplay no, so I that it's you. not really cosplay anymore. So Han Solo is the most normcore character that I could think of in the Star Wars universe. So if you dress like him, you, you won't stand out quite as much in a crowd uh, as if well, you dress you, up like somebody else. I think else. you could still pull off Lando without the cape. Lando, yeah, maybe Lando too. And you know, there's a, well, and there's a part in Jedi where Han Solo's not even wearing the vest. Oh, really? Yeah. At the beginning of the movie, uh, the whole Jabba thing, he's just wearing the white shirt and either brown or black pants, I believe. Brown? Yeah. So, Normcore. Normcore cosplay. All right. So, maybe the second to last thing that we'll talk about today. So, All Jeff, right. last week you asked me uh, where I thought they were transitioning, how I thought they would transition from Return of the Jedi, which is episode six to Star Wars The Force Awakens, the new movie coming out in December, which is episode seven. And I was thinking about it. Would there be a time transition, et cetera? So the time transition is happening. That much we know. I think it's either 20 or 30 years, I believe, are supposed to elapse. Wow. I'm not exactly positive. Uh, But have you ever seen The Fantastic Mr. Fox? No, I have not. Voiced by George Clooney, Meryl Streep, uh, it's a movie by Wes Anderson. I have heard of it. Let me stop for a second. Think about it. I want to tell you. Should I watch this movie in, in preparation for episode three? You should absolutely watch The Fantastic Mr. Fox, uh, period. And yes, in preparation for episode three. So I'll table that thought until episode three. All right. So I can finally answer your question of how I think, where they pick up for the start of episode seven. So the last thing. And the reason why I told Jeff that we need to do one, uh, that we have to have this episode before next Friday. By the time you listen to this episode, you will be uh, very close to the onset or the outbreak of San Diego Comic-Con 2015. This oh, really? starts uh, next Friday. Is this the Comic-Con that everyone references? This is the Comic-Con. Yeah, the San Diego one is the big doozy. The one that you can't get tickets to. The one that you can't get tickets to. The one where even if you did have tickets, you'd have to start lining up now if you wanted to be anywhere near the Star Wars panel. So there's a Star really? Wars The Force Awakens panel happening Come next on. week. A week from tomorrow oh, no. at Comic-Con. Yes. Is this so, being streamed live? Uh, I, I don't think so. I don't think they do that. So in the past... The biggest thing there uh, the last few years has been Marvel and DC. Right? Uh, yeah, not this year. Because their cinematic universes have exploded, especially Marvel has so many movies now. This year, Marvel is sitting out the show. Uh, no presence there for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because the star for Star Wars is so bright. The star for Star Wars is so bright. They could not escape the event horizon of the Star Wars Force Awakens panel. So they're sitting it out. Uh, DC will be there, of course, and they'll probably show Batman versus Superman stuff. I'm sure a lot of it, probably a more extensive trailer for that. And speaking of event horizon, yes. Um, just quick educational note, did you realize that 
um, scientists have recently uh, seen the birth of a black hole. Really? That's the first time? First time. Wow. It sounds like something that Han Solo would fly too close to, trying to ditch some empire and some ex. Uh, while TIE making fighters. the Kessel Run. Right, while making the Kessel Run. Oh, there's TIE fighters on our tail. Let's head toward that event horizon. Oh, but we'll never be able to escape it. Don't tell me the odds. There you go. Sounds good to me. That's on. There's a prediction for episode seven. Yeah, who needs an asteroid uh, belt when so you've got an exploding black hole? We should explain what an event horizon is for anybody who doesn't know. I imagine we'll get kids listening, right? This is a very family-friendly podcast. So if any kids want to listen, if parents want to have their kids listen and be educated about Star Wars, about Jeff and I's childhood growing up with Star Wars, definitely. Uh, this is the place. Plato, um, Plato Star Wars. Event Horizon, uh, and Jeff, you're the smarter one, don't forget. Uh, so you can correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. It's the point where a black hole is a planet collapsing in on itself, a star collapsing in on itself, sorry. Uh, and the gravity that is produced by that is so great that even light can't escape it, and that's why you have a black hole. The Event Horizon is the basically the tipping point of how close you can get before you're sucked into the black hole, correct? Yes, okay. and it's it's at that point where light ceases to exist. Right, right. And so now if you're flying the Millennium Falcon, for example, if you get too close to the event horizon, it's like getting caught in the Death Star's tractor beam, essentially. It's even worse. It's even way worse, right. Because you can't land in a black hole. Exactly. Right. You just get sucked in and destroyed. Uh, so that's what it would be like. I have no idea why do they get on black holes and event horizons. Uh, right. Comic-Con, no one's getting anywhere near the Star Wars presence. That's how hard it will be, is you won't even be able to get close to the event horizon right. of the Star Wars panel. Right. So DC will present something, and that light won't escape to the outside world. Uh, they'll only see what's presented by Star Wars. At Which least is an answer to the question of, will it be live-streamed? It probably will not, because I don't think it won't so. escape the event I don't horizon. think they do that, just because now that Marvel and Star Wars are both owned by Disney, they'll probably just take the same approach that they did with the Marvel stuff, which is depressing because last year they showed uh, clips of upcoming Marvel movies that are now have already been in the theater, but a year ago hadn't been seen before, and they only showed it to that audience. And people tried to put that stuff up. They bootlegged it and put it up on YouTube, and Marvel took it down immediately. So wow. I do think it's cool because if I was going to attend a convention like that, I'd want there to be something special that I could only see there. If you tell me, hey, you just paid 100 bucks to come to this show, and oh, you're so special, and you waited in line, and then blah, 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 blah. But everybody else is just going to watch this on YouTube in the comfort of their own desk, <laughs> right? So, right. Uh, so that's I, why they I do e, that. Me and you, right? I, e, me and Jeff. So that's why they have that kind of exclusive stuff. So what this means is probably next Friday, or depending on when you hear this, it's probably the same day, or it could be a day ago. Uh, they're going to be. Uh, they will have shown maybe another trailer. Who knows? Possibly. Jeff, I have a, I have a proposition for you. All right, let's hear it. It's not a proposition yet, it's a question. Could you go from now till the release of the movie without watching anything else? When you say anything else, I would need that defined. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because <So>, uh, <laughs> this is a huge proposition, man. Don't, it's a don't, big deal, right? You know. So here, this is, Okay, so here's my thinking, right? Don't, thought, don't joke about my Star Wars. <laughs> all right, so I think, okay, can we both agree that in, in a sane, logical sense... Uh, the best thing to do going into this movie would be to watch nothing. Like, if you could do it. Now, I know this is, it would be really hard, right? 
It's like it a diet. Be... It's like a diet. A diet is good. If you need to lose drop some pounds, a diet is good if you can do it, right? If you can do it. So, could we do the Star Wars footage diet? Could we could you and I? And here and this is why this is why I'm telling you, Jeff, is because I can't do it on my own. <laughs> I lack <laughs> I lack the, okay, uh, my hand is on my eyes, and I, I am looking up to the sky. Yeah, that's what that's what Jeff, Jeff did a face palm palm. What is it? Yeah, he Rikered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would never be able to do this myself. The only way I would be able to do it is if we like made an agreement, like you know, encouraged each other, like, dude, come on, man, don't break. You can make it till you know December twenty fifth, which is I think when it's coming out. So to go with that, I could I I could put it this way: more coffee. I can go without watching any more footage from the actual episode seven. Okay. However, I would still need to be able to have a Star Wars diet. Okay. Of. <laughs> Star Wars Rebels, the cartoon series. Yep. Okay. And any comics that reference the time period between Episode Three and Episode Four. Oh no, no, that's that's totally in play. Yeah, that that's what I'm thinking. Only footage from the new movie. Do you think we could do it? Oh, definitely. Should, should we do it? I I I would recommend this to any Star Wars fan yeah. who truly wants to enjoy the experience of seeing a new Star Wars movie right. without critiquing it based on trailers. Right. Which to me. I don't think there has been a movie in the last 10 years that was not ruined in some aspect or some shape or form by the trailer that was put out for it. Yeah, good point. Yeah. It ruin, It really does ruin everything. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I think with this new one, you know, there have been these two trailers, teasers, whatever, released so far, and nobody knew what we were going to get. So you kind of had to watch those because you didn't know what you were getting. I'm shocked when the this most recent trailer was released. I've never seen more universal acceptance of anything on the internet. Okay? So the internet is a place where if you want to find someone who hates baby seals, you will. Yes. Right? Everyone loved this trailer. I I don't I haven't I don't know really seen who... anything negative about it. I mean, you know, we, we have we everybody have has little, right, little nitpicks, little critiques, but everybody is totally on board with the direction of it. Uh, with the look of the movie, for the most part, everybody just seems excited. Probably, you know, it's almost unfair to throw Han and Chewie in at the end of the trailer. It's kind of like, all right, what are we going to say, right? I I, th- I think just the idea of the Millennial Falcon mm-hmm. being in the movie yeah. was enough for some people. Oh, yeah. And I think the expectations are so high that just throwing them the bone that was this trailer was enough. Right. Right. But I think anything more at this point is just going to be something that ruins the movie-going experience. Right. Right, because you know. Right now, you're either in or you're out, and no one's out, so you're all in. So you're in. You know you're going to see it. Why ruin? And then here's another thing. From what I understand, the movie's only going to be around the two-hour mark. So, uh, Which is not good. Right. A New Hope... The first Star Wars movie was a little over, just barely over two hours, I believe. Empire and Jedi were both two and a half, okay? Now, this new movie, all this time that we have waited since 1983 for a new good Star Wars movie... And it's only two hours. It's two hours. So you're only getting two hours. Do you want to take two and a half minutes out of that now? Because I'm thinking that I don't. (laughs) 
Oh no. Yeah. And, and so I, I definitely, I definitely agree with your premise. And if it's, I think it's a goal that we should both have. Okay. I think the trouble will be interacting with people who have seen the footage. Right. Oh, you know what you can say? Shut up. <laughs> and that's it. Just stop talking. Shut up. This is a no Star Wars trailer zone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just back away. Yeah. So I encourage all of our listeners, all of our listeners, many, 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 to see if you can, you know, take the Star Wars pact, the no trailer pact from here on out. And we all know it's good for us. It's just whether or not we'll be able to, 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 to live up to it and not cave. So I think as a part of this, we will put, uh, you know, maybe we can put something on the website that encourages people to take the Star Wars pact. Yes. No more footage between now and the movie. We'll come up with a hashtag or something for Twitter or for Instagram, whatever you're using. And if you believe in the pact, vote it up. Yeah, man, vote it up. Tell JJ, JJ Abrams, like, hey, man, don't even put anything else out. You know, do it for us. Just don't do anything else. Because it's going to make, you know... A squajillion dollars, no matter what you do. You release nothing else. I just read an article. Uh-huh. They already projected to make over $2 billion. Yeah, dude. Going to be huge. A one movie. It could stink. That's two hours. It could stink. And it's still going to make, make yeah. $2 billion. Exactly, right. And, it's an, I, and we don't think it's going to stink. And, you know, consider that there's only, I don't know, 8 billion people in the world. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. basically... You could throw a rock and hit someone. <laughs> <laughs> that we'll be seeing this movie, no matter where you are. Wow. Yeah. So uh, one little thing I want to put in people's minds for next time. Okay. Um, in my mind, when I think of the Star Wars movies, and maybe it's just me, I'm a, a visual person, I have a color palette for each movie. So when I think of Star Wars A New Hope, the first movie, I have two colors that come in mind. It's kind of like when you have a... Tan? No. So that's interesting. Really? So we'll talk about what okay. what Jeff and I's color palettes are for these movies. It's kind of like uh, in uh, graphic design, web design especially, you have a style guide. Yes. Which is, um, okay, here's the, yeah, here's the color code. Here's the swatch of your, you know, the main color for your site. So maybe your main color is red and you use that 80% of the time. And then here's your accent color which is some kind of blue, let's say, and you use that maybe 15% of the time. And then if you need a third color to differentiate something else, uh, you know, maybe it's yellow, and you use that 5% of the time. So it's, it's, it's basically the palette that you're working with. It's the, the, you know, the ratio of how much each color is used. So in my mind, I have that for Star Wars, the first one, you know, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, so, kind of interesting to get other people's insights. So, if you, dear listener, have a Star Wars color palette, write in. Uh, our URL for our podcast is uh, starwarsovercoffee.podomatic.com. Nice. And we'll, uh, we'll be cranking out some social media stuff. We'll create an Instagram page, Twitter page, Facebook page, uh, whatever we need to do so that anybody who's listening can get in touch with us. So, if you like the podcast, get the word out. And thanks, Brett. Thank you, Jeff. And again, we're just two dudes talking about Star Wars. Over coffee.